Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the Adventure Incorporated Podcast. I am your Dungeon Master. My name is Anthony Reed. Oh boy, I should have checked what episode this was going to be before I started this. This is episode 75 and part of the Oracle story arc. Uh, we're going to move on to another player for this one first what is it what am i trying to say for this solo episode and i'm very excited about it i think you will be too uh i do want to say a big thank you to our patrons patreon.com slash adventuring without whom uh this show would not be able to do the things that it does it would not be the show that it is and so we are hugely thankful for all of them they are amazing and i also want to uh, take this opportunity to shout out friend of ours, Dennis Robinson. Uh, Dennis has a Kickstarter going on right now for chapter two of Lycan, Solomon's Odyssey, which is his uh, graphic novel. So head over to lycanbook.com, lycanbook, L-Y-C-A-N-B-O-O-K.com and uh, back his Kickstarter, get chapter two, and you can be, you can watch the story unfold. Uh, and I'm sure there's links around there too if you missed the first one because you don't want to. It's not, don't, don't miss it. So head over there, check it out, be part of the experience, be part of the story as it unfolds, and uh, show Dennis some love, even if he is from Botched. Let's get started. Nobles and farmers, knights and scoundrels, gather round, gather round to hear a tale of excitement and mystery. Brave adventurers facing grave dangers. Billroth, the ranger. She's a grimalkin, that's, uh, but that's understood. No pets allowed, even though she's not a pet. I will wait outside. Everyone, if anyone needs anything, I am outside. Scarpin, the cleric. Should I just try and snipe them from over here? Yeah, okay. I did say they were as good as dead. I would hate for, for my, you know, to break my word on our first contract as Adventure Incorporated. Ellery, the bard. We would want you to leave this warehouse. He points behind him. Mm-hmm. Church! Oh, sorry. We want you to leave this church. Deerin, the wizard. He say you no worship Shattered Fang. Yeah, man, he's, like, super wrong. We love Broken Tooth. Uh, Shattered Fang, man. Prepare yourselves, for these are the tales of Adventure Incorporated. Your eyes open. Uh, it is a bright day above you. Already the sun is somewhat high in the sky. It's higher than you are typically accustomed to out on the road. Uh, you usually have to get up pretty early to get back traveling once again with this small uh, band that you have come together with. You and, of course, your your friend, Adra, who has been with you since you left your village. Uh, the, this morning uh, is different, though, because today they are going to perform the play that you have written. And so you've stayed in the same place. This is uh, pretty uncommon as you travel, have been traveling with these mendicants, uh, and, and this is, uh, so this is a big day. Uh, you roll over and, and Adra is there, uh, also sleeping. It was a late Adra, night. Wake up. What? What? I just oh. had the most bonkers dream. It was, it was, it was wild. It was like I was actually there. And like, you know, the times when a dream sticks with you, I was fighting demons. I had friends who weren't you I, I i i i hadn't written any any stories yet but but i was making one as i went and i met the i met the agrestal spirit I, i've got to write all this down hillary who were these friends that weren't me one of them was 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 like me but not like me um one of them was uh uh, remember, remember the turtle I met like a while back. Remember the one that you said, Ellery, you would be absolutely bonkers if you run away with that half-dead turtle. Oh yeah. Oh, you didn't. You ran away with him in your dream. I you ran dreaming away about that turtle. I was dreaming about that turtle. One of them was really cute, but he had a lot of crazy ideas. One of them was 
very bad at storytelling, but he was pretty smart, so we all kind of, like, let him tell his stories, because eventually he got to say in something good. Oh, there was a cat! Oh, boy, I, I don't know if the mendicants are going to go for a cat. I feel like if they got to know Freya, they would. I just, they always say that when they're writing plays, you know, they don't want to work with children or animals. That's, I mean, I know, it's, it's the number one rule, but I just feel like the cat, re- maybe I'll cut the cat. Maybe I'll just cut the cat. <laughs> it just, oh gosh, it felt so real. And it's one of those things where like, I know I'm going to have to write that story one day. I'm going to have to write it into a play. And, and it's going to be, it's going to be one of those things that's like, all these things happen and no one can even believe that they're, that, they're, that they're real because they'll be like, this is too fantastical a story. It takes us too far out to the real world with demons and, and, and time travel and cats. Yeah, I... <laughs> uh, one of the mendicants is uh, walking by your little uh, makeshift uh, tent you have here. I, I don't think it's an enclosed tent. You guys just have like a, a little setup that they've helped you uh, with as you've traveled with them. It's like a little canopy and you're sort of open to the, uh, to the camp a little bit. And the men- one of the mendicants walks by. He says, this sounds like a fantastic story you're telling. It was, it was this dream I just woke up from and, oh, I feel like I've lived a thousand lifetimes in it. Well, prepare yourself for that story because we will need something new to do when we arrive at the next town. I'll have to I'll have to start getting it down on paper, but for now I gotta focus on tonight. Ah, uh, tonight is well in hand. Your time to relax and enjoy what is coming. Relax? This is the open night of my first play ever. How do you relax at a time like that? Well, you will see. We have been preparing for this for weeks. I think we are going to be quite ready when the Duke comes to see the show. I feel like there's never anything that is, 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 is actually ready. Like you say you're actually ready, but you've got props half done. You've, your actors are, are half dressed. You, you, you know that Francis doesn't know any lines. That's what we mean by ready. Not knowing your lines? I know all your lines. He'll be I know ready all by of the time. everyone's lines. He'll be ready by the time we begin. It's always like this. How do you live like this with the stress? You really don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> my grandma always says you have the craziest dreams when you're the most stressed out. So I guess that that must be what's happening here. She has she is my favorite character in the play. She's my favorite character in my life. Well, it's uh, this will be very interesting. The Duke is, um, we'll say, a discerning palate when it comes to plays. But I think that we have one here he will enjoy very greatly. I really hope so, because, you know, I had wanted to put the dog in, and I feel like the Duke really would have loved a dog. No animals. And, and then it just, I like, it's really missing the flavor. You know, having the goat in the second half, that just would have stepped it up. Like, like maybe that's why I was dreaming about the cat being the most important part of our whole adventure, because... Cause, because I just, I'm missing, I'm missing the dog in, in Act 1 and I'm missing the goat in Act 2. I think we have a solution for the goat. Oh? Yes. We're going to have w- the newest member of the troop play the goat. Uh, oh, well, we'll bring him over. I want to hear his, his bleating. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he, like, wanders off his mask, like you know, hanging in place as he goes. Uh, and he brings over one of the younger uh, mendicants. It's a small group of mendicants. It's only like uh, 10 people. Uh, Anthony, do mendicants have names? They wouldn't identify themselves with names, would they? They, not to you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they have not shared names with you. Um, even you even you traveling with them, right? They have not shared names with you if they have. Okay, great. Ellery has um, named them all. Okay. <laughs> so she will refer to them with names, even she's made them up. Okay, of course. Great. Uh, so this is one of the ones you've traveled with. You've seen him before. Uh, he's been here the whole time. That's not like he just existed, like, you know. Right. They right. didn't just okay. add him. Um, and he comes over and he's like, I'm, I'm playing the goat tonight. And they said you wanted to hear my, my bleat. 
Oh, yes, Madison. Go ahead and give me a give me your best goat sound. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> that was pretty good. I was I... honestly Have you ever met a goat before, Madison? I've seen a goat, but not not very close. Okay. Okay, well, you you do a great goat. <laughs> I did hear the goat. So I yes. that's what I I'm I'm worried though because like if I was an angry goat, I would go meh. And then if I was a happy goat, I would go meh. And I don't really know the difference between the two. Oh, um, I find it hard to emote as a goat is what I'm trying to say. Mhm. I think that, you know, you're really going to the the spirit of performance is going to move you. And you'll really feel it in the moment. You'll feel that happiness or anger come out through your goat self. Okay, what I need from you then, I need you to just like quickly throw an emotion at me and I will try to match it with the goat. Okay, I can do that. Joy. Meh. Frustration. Meh. Sadness. Meh. Surprise. Meh. Fear. Meh. Uh, 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 like you're doing the first play you've ever written and it's being performed for the Duke and Francis doesn't know his lines and there are only some props that don't have finished propness and there are costumes that are half done and everything's going to heck and you just had a wild dream but your grandma says that this is the thing that'll make her proud and you really, really want it to go well. <laughs> that was pretty good, Madison. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if you're happy, then I think we can make the goat work. I have uh, a couple of goat skins that we sewed together that I will wear over my back and I will crawl around on all fours and I will um, bleat accordingly. You're going to do great. <laughs> this is giving me real like, um, I don't know if you've seen all of the uh, budget Milky White from Into the Woods. Uh, so they'll do like TikToks or Twitter threads or whatever. Like one of them was just uh, like a Mylar balloon from like Party City of a cow. And they just brought that with them around on stage the whole time. <laughs> but my favorites are the ones who are like that really eager kid in high school who's playing Milky White in just like a white sweatsuit. And just... You have one moo in the whole show and then you have to fake die at some point. This is it. This is your life. That's all I could think of uh, during that exchange. Amazing. Uh, he eager, like he is the eager one. So he mm -hmm. like bounces off happily that you have approved of his bleeding. Um, and the morning continues on as it has, uh, you know, you're set up now just outside of, uh, of the city of Verena. This is obviously a small troop. It doesn't get like billing deep into the city and, uh, you know, it's hard to get out there, but the, the Duke is coming and that is, uh, exciting. Uh, it seems that one of the members of the mendicants has some sort of in connection, uh, that means that, that this local duke will be there um and and so you guys have set up for that uh what what is uh ellery going to do for the morning leading up to the play i mean everything is pretty much out of your hands and that they don't let you touch any of the props or the costumes or any of that mm -hmm. like anytime you try the mendicants are like no this is our job we've got this under control and you look around it's just chaos it's a disaster uh but they won't let you uh interact Hmm. Um, so I really can put myself in this position. Um, <laughs> I am going to throw back a couple Red Bulls, uh, pace a lot. <laughs> uh, no, Ellery is doing her best uh, job at like, she's, she's trying her best to like let the day go. Um, so she is going to spend as much of it with Adra, who will produce a whole slew of other problems for her to deal with, um, so that she's using her energy on something rather than just sitting and waiting. Okay. And Adra does. I mean, uh, and most of them are personal problems, right? That's sort of Adra's thing. Um, she stumbles into town 
early in the morning. Uh, and by the time she's back at like, uh, you know, before midday, uh, she's already telling you about all of these issues uh, that have uh, are have come across in town. You know, she got uh, in a fight with somebody in the bazaar about uh, some of the, you know, the ridiculous prices this guy was charging. So she just took uh, yep. a handful of nuts um, more out of spite than anything else. But then the guy chased her and they knocked over another cart and that cart you know, spilled all over the ground, trampled a bunch of fine silks. And so then that person was upset. I mean, it really just spirals out as her story <laughs> unfolds uh, for you. And I mean, the whole while she is, uh, you know, uh, oh, and this this idiot, you wouldn't believe the, the just the stupid, uh, the people I ran into in the street here. Verena is maybe the worst place I've ever been. No, you said that last time when we were right outside Mogumar, you said this is the worst place I've ever been. But I think you were really saying that because you were in mountains of debt and definitely going to be arrested. Well, I'm, and that may happen here, too. I'm just saying that, you know, they've they've really got some backwards policies here in Verena. I mean, if we were back home in Naya and I uh, and I was haggling with someone for their goat and they were being unreasonable with the price of the goat. And so I took the goat and then I tripped over someone else's goat. They're not going to say like, oh, you owe me for the goat. They'd be like, oh, you rascal, you know, but we're not going to get thrown in jail. No, but you gotta remember, Naya does things so much different, and that's why we have to go out and get our stories. That's why we have to leave. It's why they tell us to leave, because they know that, that it's a paradise, that not the whole rest of Anmanath doesn't work like that. And you gotta go by other places' rules when you're in other places. No, we should make other places go by our rules, because they're better rules. I don't, you know, I think that... When you have as few people in a society as you do in Naya, I mean, how many of us are there? A couple hundred? Look yeah. around. Look around, Adra. There are thousands of people just in this small little bazaar. Like, that's that's just one tiny space in a in a much bigger space in a much bigger space. You can't if you've got hundreds of thousands of people trying to go by oops sorry about your goat rules you're gonna have chaos <laughs> i'm just saying the oops sorry about your goat rules really they're they're applicable across the board uh, there's a reason we use them you know no uh, i do and she pops I do a nut think... in her mouth and she's like i mean there, there, there are some good things about here i mean there's there's things we can get here you can't get back in naya but uh, would you like would you like to try a nut? No, no, thank you. I I refuse to participate in your thievery. <laughs> she says, suit yourself, and then she and just eats another nut. Adra, I I understand that you know the rest of Numerita could deal with a lot more kindness and oops, sorry about your goat mentality, but the rules have been put in place by people who are trying to corral hundreds of thousands of people into having some some common sense and yes sometimes they go a little overboard and yes some kindness would be appreciated sometimes but it's just not realistic and 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 i think that i think we just have to to remember that and treat them with kindness even if they're not treating it to us i i think it's personal I think that's against me. You think me. it's personal because you've stolen from everyone from here to Naya. Well, but I, you know, I it's unreasonable. It's ridiculous what they were asking for. You know, they didn't why deserve didn't, it. Why didn't you give them what you did have? I did. And take the amount of nuts that that got you. I did. I didn't have nothing to give them. <laughs> oh, I gave them everything I had. And then I took what I needed. Well, I, oh, we're moving through the place tonight. Anything else you got that's extra due at the end of it, then hopefully we'll be able to settle from that. <sighs> okay, well, I'm going to go to a different part of town because I'm real worried about going back to the one I was just in. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you not steal or get in a fight? I shouldn't have said yeah so quickly. <laughs> can you can you promise to try try yes i can try okay 
<laughs> the really let down okay. All of a sudden, you notice a lot of people running very fast through the camp. Uh, a lot of the mendicants, they've started, uh, there's, there's a panic has arisen uh, amongst them as they've been working on the pieces of this play. The You look over the pavilion that you've set up for this is nearly done, to your surprise. Um, but, uh, there is now suddenly some, there's something going on because everyone's, uh, real panicked all of a sudden. Um, Ellery runs like, uh, like towards where everyone's running from. Uh, yeah. And so basically they're all running around. So it's, it's oh, a scatter okay. shot. Uh, but you run, you know, into the camp, uh, and yeah, they're, they're all just like frantic now. Uh, everything like, uh, one of the, the mendicant in charge walks through and he says, these chairs will not do. We must start again. Uh, and we need a bigger space over there for Bartholomew, the Bartholomew, what is happening? We just received word, Ellery, that the Duke will not be visiting the play alone tonight. He is bringing the Viscount and the Viscount's <gasps> grandmother. We're getting a grandma to my play about my grandma? Like, I know it's not really about my grandma, but, like, everything's inspired by my grandma. Oh, I've got to go. I've got to go. Right. What do you think she's like? Do you think she has all of the advice and wisdom that my grandma does? Well, by all accounts, she is essentially the one behind the throne here in Verena. Her her grandson is not the most competent leader. But we won't be oh, saying oh. that tonight during the play. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, maybe you should whisper something like that. Uh, um, what can I do to help? Well, um, I think it might be best maybe if we rewrite some parts of the play. The references to the grandmother are great, but maybe if we made her a little more um, uh, approachable. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. My grandmother's the nicest person on the entire Anmaneth. Well, I think maybe a little too much. Yeah, it strains belief in this part of the world. Uh, perhaps to make her a bit more um, approachable for this audience, we need to make her more stately, more, um, maybe a little colder. Oh, I wouldn't want to disrespect my grandma like that. I don't want to disrespect your grandma either, but I am afraid we may disrespect the... A uh, fair lady who will be joining us tonight. Um. Okay, I guess I could. I guess I could. Okay. I guess I could be inspired by the one time my grandma said, Ellery, don't eat the cookies before your parents get home. Like, that was pretty, pretty cold. Okay. Um. Yeah. I would say that the Dowager Soralia is known for um, a bit of a ruthless streak. Uh, you know what, Ellery? Don't worry about it. We'll just maybe bring some of the performance through uh, oh, to more okay. better match the attitude of the of the Dowager. Okay. Um. Okay. That's okay. Uh, I want to say I trust you. I'm going to go write a letter to my grandma and just let her know that this is happening. And then I have a task for you. Oh, okay. Uh, I need you to go into town and gather some last minute supplies, some things that we need to um, uh, make this a little more formal than we had intended. Like better costumes than the ones that you've got? He looks back and he says, that's already on in the works, yes. But I need a couple of bolts of silk so that we can um, uh, fancy the place up a little bit. Uh, okay. And then also some fresh cut flowers. Uh, okay. I can send you with um, a, a runner from the uh, the Duke who has told us, you know, carried this information for us and uh, he'll have a good idea of maybe what you can do to, to help. Okay, yeah, that's great. I'll just, I'll, I'll jot a note to my grandmother on the way and I'll, and I'll send it from, from the town. So I'll, I'll, I'll head off. 
Uh, okay. Uh, Elton is just at the side there. You can meet with him. He is from the... Uh, he's an associate of the Duke's, and he will help you. Okay. Uh, thanks, Bartholomew. Of course. Hey, are you Elton? Yeah, the uh, figure at the edge of town, who or at the edge of the encampment, he's a little rotund, and he wears like very fancy um, uh, colors of the Duke, right? Like like livery. Um, and he turns, and he says, "Why, yes, I am Elton. It is a pleasure to meet you." Um, hey, Elton, I'm Ellery Rialton. Um, can I just use your back for one quick second? He looks at you uh, a little side. He says. Why, of course, go right ahead. And he turns and like uh, displays his back to you. Okay, so she's going to jot down a note to her grandma. And it says, dear grandma, they want me to make you mean in my play um, because someone very fancy is coming. And I uh, am sorry if it portrays you in any light other than the amazing, wonderful grandma that you are. I love you. Love, Ellery. (laughs) He says... uh, Signs it, pulls it up, and like, thank you so much, Elton. Oh, of course, no problem. Uh, uh, so uh, we are supposed to go and get them uh, materials, uh, as I understand it. Uh, yes, we're supposed to get silk and flowers. Well, I happen to know some great places where we can do that in the town, uh, in the city, of course. Okay, well, I, I, I will follow you. Uh, and he leads you into the, the city a little ways. And he says, what colors are you thinking for tonight? Oh. Oh, Bartholomew didn't give me colors. Um, what colors do you think um, the, the Viscount and his grandma like? Well, we want to probably want to avoid emerald as a color because it is a rival Duke's color uh, okay. to, uh, to, that we would want to try to avoid. Okay. Uh, otherwise, I think uh, pretty much anything would be, uh, you know, acceptable. But it's really up to you. This is an opportunity for you to share a little bit of yourself with them. Okay, let's do pink. Pink it is. Uh, let's see where we can find some of that. And he takes you, uh, he like, you walk past what is clearly like a tailor. Um, he looks at the sign and he keeps walking. He walks to the next one. He looks up uh, and he says... Maybe it'd be best if I just go in and get some of this for you, and uh, you wait right here. No, okay, okay. And he steps into the the shop, and around you, you you've this is Ellery's first time to Verena, the city. Uh, although you feel like you've been here before, uh, with the the dreams flashing through your mind still. Um, but the city is massive and alive. And the farther you go in, the older the buildings get, but also the more crowded everything is, uh, the more people there are. The streets are just, I mean, you know, you were talking about 200 people, 300 people in Naya. Uh, there's two to 300 people in one direction on the street here. Like, it's just uh, sprawling uh, every direction, people and buildings and everything like that. How does Ellery adjust to something like this? Um, she is she is overwhelmed and joyful. Like, I know that Bartholomew is, like, worried about it. Um, but this is, like, exciting. This feels like good, big, exciting news. And seeing so many people and watching so many people and for someone who collects stories like seeing this volume would be overwhelmingly like stimulating so you're like watching uh these two people uh like who are like young and clearly in some kind of like in a relationship and they're having a discussion you can't hear their words but you're watching their body language and you're watching this conversation progress between them where you can kind of tell that uh the woman is not as into it as the guy is and like things are like going you know it's like good drama when you get tapped on the shoulder uh and it's elton and he has uh like eight bolts of silk uh and it's a vibrant pink um and he says do you think this will do for you that's beautiful i don't know if i've ever seen such beautiful fabric in my whole life 
Well, then we are one step of the way there. What was the other thing you said you needed? Flowers. Flowers could be a little difficult. Um, well, why don't you come with me and we'll see what we can find. Elton, I'm coming. I'm coming with you. I I have nowhere else to, to go. I'm, my whole day is following you today. Uh, as you walk, uh, Elton is leading you on. He's telling you uh, about various things in the city he's like that there is the first place that they built uh, a great tavern and the tavern was supposed to be the biggest one in the city have the biggest venue for traveling uh minstrels and bards but they that place burned down and <gasps> caused a little fire burned a whole bunch of the places in the area down oh, and no. yeah they replaced it with a uh, a chain a chain tavern uh, not my favorite place to go but over here, you'll see this this building over here is where uh, the they they wrote a uh, there used to be a place where people stayed, and they wrote a treatise in there uh, <gasps> that really reshaped the way that the government of Verena worked hundreds of years ago. Wow. And so Yeah, there's a little piece of history for you. And he just like he just seems incredibly knowledgeable about all of the places here, and uh, he's sharing that wisdom with you as he travels. Um, but you do notice that you are walking by a lot of flower shops. Uh, just walking by deeper into the village or into the mm-hmm. city. Mm-hmm. Um, and he stops you and he says, do you see that up there, Ellery? Uh, yes. And he points to the great dome that is overlooking the city. He said, that is the palace uh, here in Verena. It's called the Great Dome. And uh, it is... Uh, well, I, I think I might, uh, I think we might get some inspiration if we go and take a look at it. You know, let us know exactly what kind of uh, flowers they would like. Elton, I have a question for you. I'm happy to have this conversation while we're walking up to that great dome, but can you tell me who named it? Because I just feel like <laughs> maybe this is me being like a writer and like a storyteller, but like, I feel like, like, I feel like art shouldn't be so descriptive with its name and conventions you know like i can see that that's a great dome but what if yeah, they called I, it the dome of, of 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 mystery and then everyone walking by would be like what's the mystery and they would be more enticed to go see it instead of being like ah yes a great dome yeah i don't think it's supposed to be like wow that dome is so great uh i think it's supposed to be more like it is large in size well, yes, of that course, and that, that's even more descriptive. That's that's even less exciting because, like, at least with <laughs> great being like better than good, I could say what makes that dome so great. But like, I understand it's a big old dome. Yeah, but imagine if I said to you that place is called the Large Dome. That yes. wouldn't be nearly as like at least the Great Dome is better than that. I suppose, but like barely. You could so, call it, uh, um. Uh, you could call it Rothless Burger. <laughs> yeah, I but <laughs> I don't know what that, I, I don't know that uh, that would be particularly helpful either. Because then I'm, what if let's just say, uh, uh, let's just say you knew a guy down the street, and that was his name, and like you know, I know a wild name for a person to have. But if it was their name, then you'd be like, hey, meet me at the Rothless Burger, and you'd be like. Okay, but you know which one? No one's gonna be. No one will ever uh, misconstrue what you're trying to say when you say. What if they build another great great dome? dome? Well, I think that if they built another great dome, they'd probably get executed. That's why no one has tried. Oh, right. This is the palace. You can't build a greater dome than the great dome. That would not be okay. Maybe you know what would might happen? Maybe they just move the palace to this one, call it the great dome, and call that one the lesser dome. Older, but lesser. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Okay. Okay. I will say, the Great Dome has been called the Great Dome for a very, very long time. Like, uh, I don't think there is anyone living today who knew of the Dome as being called anything but the Great Dome. Well, probably because of the fade-in, right? Well, even beyond that, though, I mean, I don't think anyone alive... Well, that's true. We, I can't be sure. But there are 
like rumors and stories that say the Great Dome existed before, like like nobody built the Great Dome. It's just always been there. Oh, oh. wow! They say the architecture is ancient. It's sort of one of the mysteries of Verena. Honestly, the mysterious Great Dome does sound. Way more exciting. Okay, so let's go to this mysterious Great Dome and take a look. <laughs> yes, let's. But it's called the Great Dome. Don't oh, don't no, say mysterious. No, I won't. I won't say mysterious. Yeah. I won't. I would. Other people expect it. you to say the Great Dome. Yo, of course. I just feel like I could trust you with that conversation. Uh, so he leads you to the the Great Dome, and he says, uh, "So this is where uh, the Viscount lives, um, or at least." In theory, you know, we, uh, as we understand it about Viscount Horton, is that he has many places that he uh, calls home in the city, and some outside the city, and he just sort of bounces around to whatever one he feels is uh, important for him in that moment. I think he probably spends a lot less time here than uh, most Viscounts uh, in the past have. Oh, that, that sounds exciting. Like, he's, he's got a life of adventure. Yeah, it's more of a life of excess, if you want to be honest. Uh, it's more of a, a life of leisure that happens to take place in many places around the well, city. Well, I'm sure he worked very hard to become the Viscount. So, you know, maybe he deserves it. Not, that's nice for him. And I will not uh, disillusion you of that. That, is, that seems like a, a great thing to think about a, a, a leader of the city. And he says, um, <clears throat> now I... I think, you know, I don't know, uh, looking at you, you look like uh, someone who's maybe seen some adventure yourself. Oh, I've seen, I've seen so much adventure. I left home and ever since then, it's been one adventure after another. Uh, my friend, my friend gets in a lot of trouble, honestly. So a lot of my adventure is trying to get her out of trouble, but... And then we met the mendicants, and we've been watching their plays. And then I wrote my own play, which you'll see. Are you coming tonight? Oh yes, uh, I will be there at the uh, at the behest of the duke. Well, so you'll see you'll see it tonight. That's my first play ever that I've written that's being performed. Of course, I've wrote I've written so many plays my whole my whole life since I was a little girl. But the only person that the only the only the only one that heard those plays is is my pet goat. Ah, yes. Uh, I can understand why maybe the pet goat would not be the most appreciative audience for whatever oh, no, plays you were putting them. on. Oh. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, look, I think we should maybe... Uh, it, would, it would be a good way for us to understand the Viscount and, and maybe understand the Dowager and how we could best... Uh, serve their needs with the flower choices we make today if we uh we would just uh hide these bolts of, of fabric actually you know what no perfect i'll take four you take four then we have our hands a little bit free as we walk but we'll just uh, head into the great dome and uh and look around a little bit and see if there's anything that inspires a flower choice for us that sounds perfectly reasonable to me yeah so uh yeah just just you know, hold out those things. I find it's very easy for us to get in there and look around. Um, there won't be a problem. And so you just hold on to these and let's go. Okay. <laughs> Steph. I can't. Literally, Ellery's such a dummy. Like, <laughs> honestly. Oh, my God. I'm like, it, like the warning bells right now are like. <laughs> <laughs> but nope, Ellery would just freaking go. Uh, okay, so Elton and Ellery. God damn uh, it. <laughs> uh, Elton and Ellery walk past the front doorway of the. Uh, just you walk up in through the gate. Uh, there are guards around. They see you, but, uh, you know, you're carrying these bolts of cloth and they just let you mm -hmm. go through uh, mm -hmm. as you head into the Great Dome. Um, it's a very large palace. Uh, <laughs> I, for people at home. <laughs> uh, Steph's so angry with me right now. <laughs> I'm not 
angry. <laughs> I am I am just <sighs> If I could explain it in the bleat of a goat, it would be <laughs> I think that's uh that's fair. Uh makes sense. Uh <laughs> All right, let's break into this freaking palace. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, Elton takes you into the the front door of the palace, and he says, "Oh, let's go up these uh, stairs here. I think that might uh, that might help us a little bit." Okay. Uh, and he he walks up this winding staircase that heads up to the second floor, uh, and about four down four doors down the hallway, uh, he stops and he says, "I bet you we'll find exactly what we're looking for inside this room right here." Oh, is this where they keep their flowers? Uh, this is uh, the conservatory for the dowager, I believe. And so there'll be a plenty of flowers in here that will tell us exactly what she likes to see. And okay. everybody knows that, that uh, Cuthbert, you know, he lowers his voice because now you're actually in the palace. And he says, Cuthbert, oh. he's not the one you need to impress, right? Okay? It is definitely the dowager you need to impress. It's his grandma, yeah. Yeah, so why don't we uh, check in here, and I think we'll probably find something that we'll uh, uh, we'll be able to impress her quite a bit with. Okay. Uh, and so uh, he says, after you, and uh, he points toward the door. She pushes the door open, <laughs> or yeah, goes, goes right in. Uh, you push the door open and into the study. Uh, it is a, a small uh, study area, uh, a desk, uh, a chair and like walls of books the 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 walls are just lined with books along a bookshelf that's pushed up against each of the walls um he steps in he goes well this is not the room i was thinking but look at those lovely flower arrangements by the window uh and there's like a vase uh that has like you know just like three flowers sticking out of it it's mm -hmm. like not uh really anything um he says, go, go take a look. See if you can, uh, if those flowers will, uh, you know, if, if they inspire anything for you. Yeah, of course. They're beautiful. Look at all the books in here. There must be so many different kinds by, by so many different people. Uh, he says, oh, yeah, absolutely. He's pull, he pulls a drawer on, uh, one of, on the desk um, and he like roots in there for a second as, he, as you're talking to him. He's like, oh, yeah, so many books, so many books. Um, uh, okay. Um, you hear a voice from outside the door. Hey, what's going on in there? Uh, and a, a guard steps into the doorway. Oh, hi. I'm Ellery Rialtonum. I'm, I wrote the play that the Viscount and his grandma are seeing tonight. And Elton was just bringing us here to look at some flowers that the, that the Dowager Countess, Dowager Viscountess. Yeah, sure. That would work. Yeah. Uh, we're just looking at some flowers that grandma might like. Who? Oh, the, the Viscount's grandma. No, who, who was in here with you? Elton. You turn and look, he's gone. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh, he had, he had led us to the grandmother's sitting room. Oh, he must have gone out to find that room instead. He said this was the wrong one when we came in. Yeah, you're coming with me. Uh, and he, uh, the guard grabs you by the arm uh, and he leads you out and uh, like just brings you down the stairs, down into the basement of the palace uh, toward the dungeons. Uh, and he, he drags you through uh, and he says, I caught this one up in the office uh, of, the, of the, the dowager rooting around in the books. And one of the other guards is like, well, that means we've got a perfect cell for her. Uh, and they like, I'm so open wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I was, I was here with, with, with someone from the Viscount. Elton, you, uh, you uh, at the front, they, they let us come in. And so you'll, you can ask them that, that, that we were together and he was, he works for the Viscount. The guards look at each other and they're like, we don't know an Elton. Um, could it be short for something? Like Elton Roney. <laughs> 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 
clang the the door no, to the ca- no. <laughs> to the dungeon shuts with you in it. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, and Ellery, you're now. Uh, what the shit? <laughs> uh, locked in a dungeon. Uh, there's not much in this room. Uh, a couple of stone walls, and then the the uh, iron bars in front of you. A small chamber pot, and uh, a bed that does not look very comfortable. Well, this is a predicament I've gotten myself into, isn't it? <laughs> she like looks around. Um, she's gonna kind of like she's gonna explore. A little bit. Uh, see, like, pick up those dice, Steph, and give me an investigation check. Ooh, good thing I got them out. <laughs> Told you you might use them. <laughs> uh, will a uh, six give me anything? <laughs> say, uh, yes, say yes, say yes, say yes. Yeah, it's real <gasps> dirty in here. Oh no. Uh, did they leave the did they leave the fabric with her or is it like did she set it down up in the probably she probably set it down on a table i think they probably confiscated it like it's it's they put it in a chest uh down here in the dungeon area but like uh they took they basically took everything that you had of any value right so i don't know ellery probably still had an instrument right she probably still had her her ukulele umbrella umbrella yeah um that is now uh locked up Mm. um and she had the bolts of cloth and And her chakram is definitely her chakram tambourine is definitely gone yeah hmm okay um wow i don't know why adra insists on getting put in cells like this all the time this is not enjoyable (laughs) um she is going to give me a perception check okay six (laughs) what is she gonna do she is going to um sit on the cleanest place that she can find um and she is going to see in hearts when the lights are low stars above us will start to glow and her dancing lights are going to be like like fairy twinkle lights and she's just going to make them dance above her and watch them while she tries to think of a way out of this little white like twinkle lights yeah okay nice uh you you hear like a psst. She looks up at the lights. Uh-huh. Psst. Over here. Psst. Give me a perception oh. check again. <laughs> Twelve. Okay. That's enough, though. This, okay. You, uh, <laughs> it sounds like it's coming from under your bed. Oh, no. She jumps up. <laughs> gonna like get on her hands and knees and peek under the bed but like from across the room because she is scared there's like a tiny crack between two of the stones the mortar is missing uh and you can see an eyeball and then it goes to like a mouth and it's like ellery is that you in there yes elton what where did you go Oh, man, it's a real shame you got caught. A real shame. But, uh... Got, got caught doing what? We're not doing anything wrong. Oh, I mean, we were stealing. What the, What were we stealing? Ideas for flowers? They can put you in jail for stealing ideas? Oh, Ellery. Oh, Hillary, Ellery, Ellery. No, no, no. Uh, my dear, listen, I'm sorry you got wrapped up into this. But, uh, do know... That when we overthrow the government in Verena, it was what? your contribution. <laughs> Elton, do not work for the Viscount. 
Oh, no, I do not work for the Viscount, no. Elton, uh, you lied to me! Let me introduce myself officially. I am, uh, my name is the King of Thieves. Uh, the King of... Remember earlier when I was talking about names should be better than just descriptions? <laughs> Yes, well, in my line of work, it seems it's a much easier thing to uh, to assume a role than it is to assume a name. Something I can imagine may be difficult for you to understand. But listen, I feel real bad about this, kid. I do. So, uh, there's not much I'm going to be able to do for you. But maybe there's uh, someone you'd like me to take a message to to let them know that you're in trouble. And maybe they can come and rescue you, yeah? Wait, are you not in a, in, are you not in a cell over there? No, 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 of course Well, not. then come get me out of this one. Uh, no, that also is not going to happen. So, uh, <laughs> look, if there is something I can do to help that does not involve me uh, directly interacting with you from this point forward, I would vastly prefer to do that. Um, you could at least go find Bartholomew and tell him what you did and tell him where it got me. Yeah, I'll let him know that this happened. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll give him a message, yeah. If that's um, who you want me to track down. I mean, who else would you track? Oh, I don't... I, I guess Adra's gotten out of jails before. I never asked her how, though, and now I'm really regretting that decision. I thought, oh, Ellery, you're never going to need to know how to escape a jail cell because you're never going to find yourself in jail because you're never going to do anything wrong because your grandma says that people who do things that are wrong are bad people and you never want to disappoint your grandma. Well, you probably shouldn't have stolen all those documents from the dowager then. What documents? These ones. And he, like, shuffles some papers. Elton, I swear, oh, I swear to the green man, if you... Do not march yourself up to the security desk and turn those in right now. I am going to be so furious and so disappointed in you. Well, consider yourself disappointed, my dear. It has been a pleasure, and I really, really did like our time together. It was uh, very sweet, and uh, and anyway, good luck. And then no, he, he uh, goes no, silent. Wow, Ellery, <laughs> this is really something you've gotten yourself into, isn't it? <sighs> so, how are you going to pass the time here? Are you going to try? Like, what are you going to try to do? Are you just just going to stay in the cell? Like, like what is what is Ellery? I mean, uh, what is Ellery going to do during this time frame? Because assume that you don't have you have an undetermined amount of time to be in here. Um, she is going to look outside the cell, mm -hmm. see if there's like anyone or anything that she can so, like see or hear. Sure. Some guards come by every, uh, half hour or so. They walk by. Oh, hey, hello. What do you want? I would really love to talk to someone who could let me out of here. Yeah. Okay. We'll, uh. We'll get right on that. Or like when maybe you could give me a time frame. I've got a show opening tonight. I wrote it. It's the first play that I've ever written that's being performed for anyone besides my goat. And it's just really exciting to me and I would like to be there for it. And honestly, I didn't steal anything. I didn't do any. I was just, it was all, he says he's called the King of Thieves, which is really uninspired, but that's what he said. And I just, uh, you, maybe you can to, go talk you're to You're going to blame, so you get caught somewhere you're not supposed to be. A bunch of things are missing from the room, and you're like, oh, the King of Thieves took them. You no, want to talk about uninspired? It's a stupid name. It's, but it's what happened. And maybe. That's the maybe worst excuse I've ever heard, and I've heard some real bad excuses. But maybe you could go talk to Bartholomew. Um. It's not, it's not actually his name. He's just. He, you'll know who he is. He's the leader of the mendicants. Um. And he, he could tell you that, that he sent me off with someone. Did the. You talked to the front desk security guards, and they 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 said I didn't come in alone, right? Food in an hour, and he walks by. Uh, outside the the cell, there's a bench uh, across from you, a lamp, uh, like a lantern up on the wall. Uh, that is, uh, it's burning. You know, there's they they keep it like lit, lit down here, um, and they do in an hour bring you food, uh, and it's not a hearty meal by any stretch but it's uh you know passable especially okay. since you're used to road food 
What is it served with? Like utensils uh, wise. Yeah, they give you a wooden spoon. Okay. Um Ellery Ellery is going to recall a traveling play she saw once. She's going to scooch the bed out a little bit. If Elton was talking to her through a little hole, she's going to try and like chip away at the um the the hole to try and like chisel it and make it a little bit bigger. Um but she is going to do it with um <laughs> Uh, send my mage hand out in front to keep my real one safe and sound on my arms. So she's going to put, give the mage hand the spoon and she's going to send that under the bed to like, so she can just like like sit. (laughs) It's a cantrip. Yeah, it's a cantrip. So like when it fades, you just like cast another one. You just like. Yeah. And so it's, it's trying to chip away. Chip, 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 chip. And a couple hours pass. Uh, it's starting to get later in the day, like close to evening, you know, you know, the performance isn't that long, uh, away now. Uh, and you check on the progress of the mage hand, uh, and, and it looks to have done a pretty decent job at chipping away about, about an inch of, uh, stone and, uh, mortar. Uh, when the doors to the basement burst open and you hear, um, what can only be described as a tirade uh, as Adra uh, pushes her way down in. I will see her this instant. This is absurd. The treatment, the it is it is a rude treatment. And then uh, the one of the guards is like, ma'am, you need to call. He's like, do not touch me. Did you just touch me? I will take you to Varina in court. This is an outrage. Uh, she's just like tearing through. Uh, the place and like she literally comes down the hallway and like puts her hands on the bars and the guards are behind her like ma'am ma'am and like trying to grab at her to pull away and she's like Ellery uh, and she like she's like Ellery this is what happened here it's ridiculous and you can see like sort of something in her mouth uh, and she's like come here uh, and like she's holding the bars while they're still like trying to actively pull her away mm-hmm. Ellery goes up uh, and she like pushes out of her mouth just like a, a file that like uh like like clinks down like but she's covering yeah, yeah, for the yeah. sound and everything and scatter like and she's like this is cr- i will get you out of here ellery not a, not a second more i will get you out and she uh gets pulled away by the guards okay ellery like freezes <laughs> and then she's going to do a really like she's going to like uh put her hands up on the bars and like move her mage hand to pick up the file. So like, she's very, she's thinking she's being like so sneaky. Uh, <laughs> but you know, that like really obvious kind of sneaky. Cause she's so bad at this. Um, Perfect. And this is likely something that could chisel rock much faster. Uh, you actually looking at, lock. so give me uh yeah, give me. So now that you see the tool, Go ahead and give me a perception check, we'll say. Come on. Or maybe, yeah, that works. Perception's fine. Okay. Come on. Dice. I'm rolling like absolute ass. Uh, Nine plus uh, uh, five, so 14. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, you A, you do think that this would chip away at mortar much faster. Uh, this like small metal file be able to like get in there and, and jab in. You also notice that the hinges on the door seem to be, uh, you know, you wouldn't probably be able to get your hands out. Uh, but if you could somehow get access to the outside, you think you could get this in there and like pry pieces of the hinge apart, uh, from the outside. Okay. Yeah. She's going to, send the mage hand out to the outside and do that yeah uh so the mage hand uh starts to go to work on this uh and i think probably like it's about halfway to a point where it's almost done on the first one and you hear footsteps coming oh gosh um halfway done on the first one Mm -hmm. okay so she's just gonna uh like pull it out and put it behind her back 
Okay, so the mage hand like pulls through and then like whips behind it. It's just like hanging out like hand like a full hand on your the back of your uh like the small of your back just like waiting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um and she's gonna move away from that part of the thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah. The guard comes sit on, in. Sit on the bed or whatever. Uh the guard comes in uh and he says I know that there was some excitement here. We're not going to have that happen again. You understand? No, I don't understand any of this. I'm going to hold you accountable if I see that crazy psycho come in here again and try to attack us. Okay. He says, good. I'm glad we have an understanding. And he uh, walks away. Ellery really... mm, Ellery really wanted to go into a deep like troll on this guy about how applying those charms to a woman who's angry and in distress is really unacceptable but she did not want him standing in a place any longer where he could potentially notice the work that she's done so like that was a really tough biting her tongue for her i feel like she has definitely leveled up (laughs) is there Like just in in her life, or is there something you're looking for at level eight you don't currently have? Oh no, I am playing this at like level one. Oh, <laughs> there's nothing that Ellery has done on the road that maybe level two. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But like, there's no way that she's okay. Yeah, uh, then I'll say yeah. Whatever it is you're thinking here, sure, you've gone, you've 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 uh, empowered yourself slightly through this. Cool. Uh, all right. So what happens now? Um, Ellery is going to sit on. Oh, oh right. She's going to try to finish the, the file. She's going to finish uh, busting okay. the door open. So uh, you, you send it back out there and it does pick away at it um, to the point where you now know, right? Like you can see that things have been removed. There's still some tension on it holding the door in place. But if you gave the door a shove, it would open up. Like it would just fall off the hinges basically. Um, and then would just be open. Okay. Um, she's going to peek out the hallway without pushing the door yeah she's gonna like make sure it's like clear yeah the hallway itself is clear it does look like you know trying to discern from the voices and like what you can glance down the hallway there looks to be about three guards in the room down the hall okay ellery is going to like turn her back on the door she's gonna put her hands over her eyes uh and she's gonna say i know i know it was just a dream but this would be so cool. Take a look for the invisible girl. Made a flash but quiet as air. If you're trying to catch her coming, she's not there. Ellery turns invisible. Yes! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Ah! Okay! Ah! Oh! Ah! She pushes the door open. Uh, okay, so you know that because of the way the door is, if you push it open, there's really no stopping it. It's big, it's heavy, and it's just going to topple over. Yep. Okay. Yep. You push it, and it slams down into the ground with a clang. Uh, where is Ellery positioning herself as the guards <laughs> come bursting into the room? She is going to stand uh, right next to the door. She's going to she's going to stand in the cell um as they come in like up against the bars. Okay. Yeah, so they come charging into the hallway. What is going? And they see the door on the ground and they look inside the cell and they see nothing. And you can see the the look of shock on their faces when this happens they come running into the room into the cell uh and are like frantically looking around searching for you 
Uh, do they not how, just like? How did this? What is going? Oh my! How? 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 Uh, they start yelling at each other like, "You! What did you do? How did this happen?" Blah blah blah. Uh, what are What are you doing while they're yell? They're still in this space. Okay, so if they're still in this space, Ellery kind of assumed they would run in, see she's gone, and like try to like chase her out or whatever. But since they don't automatically do that, um, if they're gonna stand I think, there, I think maybe one of them goes deeper in to see if you ran like if you came out of the cell and ran away from them. Okay. Uh, so like one chases off that way. There's still two in here, like looking around, trying to find how you got out. She's going to run out. Okay. So what I need from you is a stealth check at advantage. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> uh, okay. 16. Okay. Yeah. You slip out past The other them. one was a two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you slip out past the guards. They don't seem to notice. And you are now uh, outside the cell. They are inside the cell. And you have a free shot toward the uh, the exit of this dungeon. Um, She is... Ha- oh, my gosh. She is having such a crisis because she knows that when she escapes, she has actually done something wrong. But she is... She's, she's going to say to herself, Grandma, I'm so sorry. Please don't be too disappointed. I'm going to figure it out. And then she runs out. She doesn't know how long this invisibility lasts. So, Right. Uh, you step out into the, the next chamber, which is the little guard area. Uh, there's a little ledger and a desk uh, and a, a chest uh, where you're pretty sure they stowed all of your things. Um, and then it just leads out, uh, up a staircase from there. She's not going to get her things. Okay. And you go running off, uh, up the stairs, uh, and just straight out of the palace, I assume. Yeah. Uh, and as you step out into the open air, uh, you officially become Ellery the criminal. Hey everyone, DM Anthony here, just reminding you that if you're enjoying the show, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, let people know word of mouth, and you can support the show at patreon.com slash adventureinc, or you can check out the shop at adventureinkpod.com slash shop. Make sure you check the show notes and the website for all our social media, including our Discord, where you can come and hang out with some great people. We'll see you there. And until next week, I wish you nothing but critical success. Serious business.